All right, everybody, welcome to New Life Church. Welcome to 2020. My name is Jeff Baker. I have the unique privilege of serving as one of the pastors on staff here. I want to welcome you here to our Carney campus, uh, which is packed out today. I want to welcome you to our North Platte campus, which I guarantee you is packed out, and to our Ogallala campus, which is starting to overflow. So it's a great thing. God's doing great stuff at New Life Church. I just want to welcome all you guys. How many guys are excited to be at New Life Church to kick off the year? Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Man, man, what an exciting time. What an exciting time. Uh, I, I was telling somebody, you know, back, uh, back in the day when I wasn't living for the Lord and I was just crazy, okay? Crazy. Take everything that's packaged in me that you know me and direct it in a completely bad direction. And I was like, I'll never make it to 2020. You know what I'm saying? But yet here I am. And I'm excited and I love Jesus and I'm looking forward to more decades as long as God gives us to keep telling people the good news about Jesus. So thank you guys for being here. If you're a guest with us, I want to say thank you. Thanks for coming out to New Life. I know you can pick any church. Okay, there's a lot of great churches in Kearney, Ogallala, and or Platte, but you pick New Life. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much. Maybe you've been sensing a little bit of like, man, I want to make this year a year where spiritual transformation takes place in my life. And look, that's our goal for you. Our goal for all of you that attend New Life is that God would do something radically uh, different in your life in 2020 that would leave you changed. When you get to the end of the year, you would not be the same person. So that's, that's kind of who we are, <clears throat> and that's where we're going. And so today is a very, very unique Sunday. Today is what, uh, what we're doing is we're kicking off our brand new teaching series. We just entitled it 2020. Okay, it's a little bit of a, um, it's a play on words. You know, many of you guys probably wear glasses or contacts or something like that. You understand the concept of 2020 when it comes to your eyesight. We want to help you have a 2020 vision for your spiritual journey this year. Yeah, we want you to have a 2020 vision. We want you to see very clearly where God wants to take you in your spiritual journey. We want you to have a clear plan for 2020. All of this teaching series is going to help you do that, starting with today. Today, is a, it's a very cool service, all right? It's one of those very unique things that most churches don't do, but I love it. I think there's a lot of spiritual uh, significance with it, but there's also a lot of faith involved with it. We call it Review Preview. Review Preview. Anybody, anybody remember Review Preview? It only happens once a year, okay? Okay. So many of you may like, what? Review, preview. Uh, so let me just ask a question. How many of you guys join New Life at any of our campuses? All right, at any of our campuses, I just want, I want to hear you just like give up a whoop, whoop. All right, just, can you guys try that right now? Just a whoop, whoop. Okay, one more time. Okay, if you joined New Life Church, like you started attending in 2019 at any period throughout the year, I just want to hear you go whoop, whoop. Okay, there you go. I love that. I love that. And the reason why I wanted to speak to you specifically is because I don't know when you became a part of New Life Church. So as we kick off this sermon series, uh, as we go with the review preview, we're going to go back to the beginning of 2019 and we're going to start looking at some of the teaching series that we went through. Okay, and so some of them you're going to be like, I wasn't here for that. Well, that's okay because you can always go to mynewlifechurch.com. Did you guys realize this? MyNewLifeChurch.com, and up at the upper tabs, you can click Watch, right? And in the drop-down, there's only two things to choose from, 
on demand, and you can go back and you can watch any of these teaching series, which I actually think some of the ones in 2019 need to be reviewed again by you in 2020 as part of your clear spiritual plan of becoming all that Jesus wants for your life. Now, Ogallala, as an example, you're going to go through a lot before we ever get to talking about the teaching series that you've been a part of. But again, you can go back to the journey that we have on our website. Now, when I was seven years old, okay, take, let's, all, let's all jump back, seven years old, 19, I think 77, something like that, very first Star Wars movie came out. How many of you guys went and saw the very first Star Wars movie in the theaters? Come on. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I was just a little kid sitting by my grandfather. I remember when it came on, I was like in awe. Ah. <coughs> Waiting for the next one. And now, in just a few days, I turned 50 years old. Crazy, crazy. I feel like I'm 30, though. I don't look like it, all right? But that's, that, that's, that's another point. It's another sermon for another day. Um, I just watched the last one in this trilogy. How many of you guys have seen that movie? Let me hear you. Okay. Okay, very good. Some of you are like, we're at church. He's talking about movies. I don't think this is a Christian church. It's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it, okay? Just hang in there with me. Keep your seatbelt on. Journey with us through the entire service. Then come to your conclusion, okay? Uh, so I watched it. I walked out of there, and uh, I, was, I loved it, right? And then, and then I started getting this idea for something that we could do to help you kind of like wrap your head and your heart around some of the significant things that took place in 2019. Not all of them. But some of them. And I decided I would write my own Star Wars intro video. Yeah. Yeah. So me, Jeff Baker, your almost 50-year-old pastor, chubby as he is, wrote the very thing. All right? And then we voiced over it because we decided eh, that might help with the effect. So I want you to think and read with me at some of the things that God did in 2019. Take a look at this video. Resistance General Jeff Baker was traveling the galaxy, strategizing ways to increase their influence and bring freedom to those oppressed by the dark side. The Resistance fighters living on the planets Kari and Orplat were preparing for an epic expansion to the west side of the galaxy. They united together as one army and launched an offensive campaign called Kingdom Builders. Each member of the Resistance personally sacrificed to attack the dark side wherever it had a stronghold throughout the galaxy, while focusing their attention on a planet called Mugalala. On arriving, they found a small group of rebels fighting against the dark side. Joining together, these brave heroes began pushing back the enemy. To this day, they have the dark side on the run. As a new year dawns on the galaxy, the Resistance Army has been growing stronger day by day, with their sights set on other planets oppressed by the leader of the Dark Side. A legendary attack is being planned at the Rebel base to abolish the darkness and restore hope to the galaxy once and for all. At this very moment, a call is going out to all Rebel fighters to unite together for a victory like never seen before. It was just a snapshot. It was just a snapshot. 
It's not everything that happened in 2019. It was just a good, it was an average idea. Okay. So, so let's just leave it, let's just leave it at that, all right? 2019 had a lot of other things uh, that were going on, all right? Uh, and we live fast-paced lives. I don't know about you, but man, sometimes I just, I wake up and it's kind of, it feels like it's been a blur. If you're like that, welcome to normal, okay? Um, and we live fast-paced lives. And many times we, we don't take time to reflect back on what God has done. It's <laughs> like simple things, like funny things, like this little video, but we honestly, we don't take time to reflect. What has God done in my life? I think if every single one of you were to sit down uh, later today and you were just to take out a journal and you were to start to try to dialogue with God about what has God done in my life in 2019, you might discover that there were more things on that list than you even knew. And that's, that's one of the downsides to our culture right now is that we're so fast-paced, we're missing out on the gold nuggets and the value of what God's doing in your life, the little nuances of what God is doing, how he protected you, how he provided for you, how he spoke to you, how that one verse jumped out at you, or there was something in one of those teaching series that jumped out at you, or how a friend encouraged you, or how God used you to encourage others, or minister to others, or be a part of a ministry team for the very first time, or on and on and on and on. Like, I don't know how long your list would be, right? For some, it would be gigantic, and for others, it would just be few, but it might be small, but it would be mighty okay so i want you to reflect with me for a moment if you know this story if you don't know it it's okay but uh, there's a leader that god god used to lead his people in the old testament his name was joshua and joshua was the leader who actually was able to take god's people and bring them into this promise that god gave to his people called the promised land all right we know it as israel today and so joshua was leading them through a riverbed that had dried up miraculously by God and once all the Israelites got across the million plus people God said to him hey before the waters flow again Joshua I want you to go down into the riverbed I want you to get 12 stones and I want you to stack them up on the side of the promised land and I want you to bring uh, these people back periodically to remind them of my faithfulness to you through the desert but also my faithfulness that when I make a promise I fulfill it. And I want you to take future generations back to this, this stack of 12 kind of stones, and I want you to remind them of what I've done in, 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 you know, for these people and the faithfulness that, that I am, the truthfulness that I am, the, the mightiness that I am. And so God said to the people, look, I want you to go back and I want you to remember everything I've done for you. Well, if God said that to the people, God would say that to you and me even today. And so over the next few minutes, as we look back at 2019, I want you to reflect at maybe some things that God had spoke to you. We're going to go fairly quickly. This is not to re-preach all of our teaching series and not to re-preach all of our Sundays. It's you, it, this is meant to be a, a jog, a reminder to you, almost like if you're on a board, the minutes that you take at a board meeting are not to dialogue the transcript of the entire meeting, but it's to remind you of the actions that were taken on the board that you sit on. So they very much like this series, this, this sermon, excuse me, is meant to do that, to jog maybe what God has done in your life. Well, we started out 2019 with a teaching series that has radically changed the culture of our church. It was called Kingdom Builders. And in Kingdom Builders, we were trying to capture God's heart. And we've been celebrating um, our impact around the world every single Sunday with videos trying to communicate to you that when you're a Kingdom Builder, meaning you're giving generously 
you know, to be a kingdom builder, to see God impact the world both in our local communities and around the world, that you're a part of something much bigger than yourself. And we decided we would focus in with a game plan to, to uh, participate with God's heart in three critical areas, global outreach, missionaries, sending teams, doing projects around the world, local church expansion, because we believe that you know, we can only cantilever out, we can only reach out as far as we are healthy as a local church reaching the law. So local church expansion, and some of that was focused at our North Platte campus and our, especially at our Ogallala campus. Um, but we also helped other churches around the galaxy of, of Nebraska. We helped other churches get started we are, or expand or you know, become healthier to their community. And then lastly was future Christian leaders. And we want to invest into the next generation so that they'll take my spot one day. And so that the next generation will take you know, future missionary slots. Or they'll go to places that are hostile to the gospel and they'll give their life for the gospel. We, we want to raise up the next generation to be in love with Jesus and be radical for Jesus. Kingdom Builders is all of that. Kingdom Builders basically summarizes the entire cause of our church to see people find Jesus and their lives changed. Kingdom Builders also helps us focus on one of our core values at New Life, which is this, you can't outgive God. I believe that all of you that are Kingdom Builders found a lot of joy in your giving because you were seeing the results of your giving and you were experiencing the joy of partnering with God. If you're not a kingdom builder, let me just tell you this. You're missing out on something significant that God can use in your life. We're going to find out more about kingdom builders, though, the last Sunday uh, of this month, January 2020. I've got a Sunday plan that's going to be a part of this teaching series 2020 that's going to help you see what we've done. But it's also going to tell you what we're going to do in 2020. If you're a kingdom builder, it's going to be fantastic. You're going to want to be here for that. <clears throat> so that was our first series. Our second series was simply entitled Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And the first thing about this series that I wanted to draw your attention to was how uncomfortable the graphic was. <laughs> this guy made me uncomfortable the entire series. <laughs> With his eyes you know, popping out like that. And then I'm not so sure that guy is comfortable at all. Um, he just he didn't look that way at all so uncomfortable though was an entire teaching series that attacked this idea that in America today we want to do everything we can just to make us comfortable we want everything to be comfortable we want to obviously be comfortable in our health I get that we want to be comfortable in our finances I get that as well we want to be comfortable in all of our relationships we want everybody to like us <clears throat> unrealistic uh, we want to be comfortable in our Christianity unrealistic and so we looked at some things like where some of the titles were this an uncomfortable cross we talked about how the cross it, it drives us to this uncomfortable place because it's in that moment when you're being stretched when you're being pulled when your your heart's being challenged when your life is you know in the on the grinding wheel that those are the moments when you grow the most it's not when you're comfortable because when you're comfortable you just sit back in your lazy chair and you don't do anything it's when we're uncomfortable that we find solutions to our problems, that we drop to our knees in prayer. And the uncomfortable cross helped us to accomplish you know, that very mission in our lives and become the people God wants us to be. But we also had a title called Uncomfortable People. Yeah, the very people sitting next to you sometimes make you uncomfortable. And God can use all of that for his good. And we also talked about a, a countercultural comfort. 
I mean, look, in the world that we live in, we've got political correctness. You know, we've got all of these ideals that are trying to be thrust upon us. And how do we, how do we you know, be a fish that, that swims upstream? How, how do you stand firm in, in biblical truth in a, in a countercultural sense where everything's going one way, but God's gospel is going the other way? And that's a very challenging thing. That's not going to be comfortable, especially in 2020. And as the years go on, it's going to, be, it's going to get more and more uncomfortable to stand up for principles that are biblical, guys. And so it's not getting easier. And at New Life Church, we're trying to prepare you as we keep moving forward what it looks like to have a solid faith that's unshakable no matter what you face, which is what led us really right into the next teaching series, the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, it's obvious, right? Matthew chapter 6, we just took many weeks and we broke it down into its many different facets. Um, it wasn't so that you could learn to quote the Lord's Prayer as the only prayer that you pray, but it was more meant to help you understand a more of a method or an idea of prayer, Jesus teaching us how to pray. I would say this for you. This is a teaching series that in 2020, if you want to kick off the year with a greater emphasis in your life of prayer, I would encourage you to go back to the Lord's Prayer series. Watch those 30-minute sermons um, when other people preached. 40 minutes, probably closer when I preached. Um, but watch those, right? And, and meditate on, on the scripture that we're using. Uh, and let that kind of be a springboard for you. I would highly, highly encourage that for your life because it dealt with one of our main core values. Seekers find God. And we believe that you, you seek God at the beginning of your journey with God um, equally as much as you are probably more so later in your journey as you're maturing in your faith that you're supposed to be seeking God with even, even a greater capacity that we never stop seeking God and therefore we never stop finding God. The day you stop seeking God is the day you stop finding God. So keep seeking God, keep finding God. So the Lord's Prayer, that, that, I just think that that was, that was amazing in building a foundation for us. I loved it. We slipped right from there into a teaching series called Driving Force. Uh, we recognize that there were, there's a lot of forces in this world that can drive you. And most of them are negative, such as things like being driven by, by guilt or shame or resentment or fear or pride or jealousy. And that some of us, we're actually not just being driven by these things, but we're actually feeding these monsters that are driving us on the inside. And we're wondering why we don't feel like we're getting anywhere. We wonder why we're walking around with this cloud over us all the time. We're wondering why we keep running into more and more conflict in our uh, personal life, in our emotions, mentally, relationally, spiritually. It's because we're feeding the wrong thing. And so we all talked about what does it look like to have our greatest motivation of being the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ. And let those be our driving force. And what does it look like to combat guilt and shame and those things? So look, if you're, if you're wrestling with any of those driving force issues, go back to MyNewLifeChurch.com, watch that particular sermon and let the Holy Spirit use that to speak to your life. Because it dealt with another core value. Core values are like the pillars of our church that keep us on track going where we want to go. And that is that growing people change. Growing people change. The, the more you're focused on your spiritual growth, hence 2020, the teaching series that we just started just today, right? The more that, that you focus on that, the more you change. Change into what? Change into the image and the likeness of Christ, which is really the mission of every believer. We went from that series to another series called King Me. 
All right, if you, uh, if you remember that one, it kind of like went back to the whole checkers uh, game where you move your piece all the way across and you get to your opponent's side and you say, what? King me. And a lot of us, we want to be the king of our life. And the whole series was really focused on the, that idea of how do we dethrone ourselves and let Jesus become the king once again. I mean, Jesus is the one who said, look, you can't serve two masters. Right? You're going to love the one, you're going to hate the other. Like, you can't have two kings over your life. They're going to be in conflict with one another. And many of us, we live our lives this way. We're in conflict with the king of self and, and God the king. And we, we keep changing the crown. You know, like, God, okay, you can, you can be the king now. No, I want to be the king now. And we go back and forth. And we've, we've just got this double-minded kind of Christianity uh, that's alive within our, in our world. And it's a conflict within our very soul. And so we've got to figure out how to let Jesus truly be the king at all times, which dealt a lot with the challenge of surrender in our life. And we don't like that. We don't like that. See, that's what I mean. Like, a series like King Me is timeless. It's timeless. It's resources that are out there for you to use, uh, for anybody in this world to use, but especially for new lifers. Use some of these teaching series that are in 2019. You might even want to write down in your notes, like, I need to go back and watch that. Or I at least need to watch one of those messages. But guys, after that, something radical happened at our church. We kicked off a series that was, in some of us, we thought it was just going to be a normal series. Um, it was Second Timothy. What, what happened was, if I can give you kind of the behind the scenes, we were scheduled to do a series in Philippians. And then my wife and I were over in Italy, and we were in Rome, and I decided to go into the dungeon prison where the Apostle Paul had been held before he was you know, martyred for the gospel. And down in that dungeon... Knowing biblically that he, we know for sure that he wrote the book of 2 Timothy to his young, you know, again, star, Padawan leader, right? Padawan student. Uh, according, according to, you know, all of biblical history that we know, he wrote this letter to Timothy, the second one. And so I sat down in that dungeon prison and I just started reading through 2 Timothy. And I can give you a little bit behind the scenes. Again, it was probably my favorite, it was one of my favorite series ever for me personally. And I think it had a lot to do with the way God delivered it to me. But I remember weeping in that, that dungeon prison and sensing instantly that the Lord was leading us to change that next teaching series from Philippians to 2 Timothy. And I said, well, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, I don't have any time. Like, I got to get back to the States, get off an airplane. It's like two days later, we're preaching this. So, God, you got to give it to me. And then, like, bam, it's just like, he get, this is week one, Jeff. Here's week two. This is week three. This is week four. And in the dungeon prison, I emailed back to the church here and I said, guys, game-changing news, breaking news, right? We're going a different direction. And they just simply changed the graphics. I think maybe the posters were already up for Philippians. They changed, they changed it all. And we went, we went a radically different direction. Um, that's the kind of people that we want to be. And that's the kind of people that we want you to be. We want to be people that hear the Holy Spirit enough that we can make radical changes, even though it's going to affect a lot of things, because it's out of obedience to God. And uh, guys, I would just encourage you that uh, that's how you want to live your life, is off of the premise of how did we even launch a Second Timothy series.
Well, after that, we went into another series that was called Misquoted. Uh, misquoted was less about like scripture that Jesus said that's misquoted and more about concepts of, of biblical concepts in a biblical worldview idea that are misquoted. You know, whole, whole passages of scripture that we, uh, we don't understand and we think it means one thing, but it totally means another thing. And so we're kind of living in this delusional life. And we went through that in an attempt to really attack something that is a deficiency, and especially around the world, but in the American culture, and that's biblical literacy. In an attempt to attack that, we went after this series entitled Misquoted. So if you feel like, look, man, my... The literacy of God's word is something that definitely needs to increase in my life in 2020. I'd tell you, go back to Misquoted and watch it. But it was at the end of that series that something radical happened at New Life. At the end of that series, the very next week, we launched the Ogallala campus. So welcome, Ogallala, to New Life. Right. And you started with us in this series, Who's On First?, you guys remember who's on first? Abbott and Costello showed up at New Life. Yeah, and they did their little who's on first routine, right? But really, in all seriousness, the, the title says it all. Who's on first in so many different areas of your life, and that's what we looked at. This is, one, this is another one of those teaching series. That if you're trying to make a New Year's resolution, I want Jesus to be first in my life, you're going to want to use this series. And then we finish the year with a series that has been something that people have loved over the years. It's called Playlist. It was our third time to do it. And you guys know the series if you've been around here, right? Uh, we just took modern day songs that we believe modern day psalmists are writing God's heart and we pulled back the veil on them and we showed you the, the biblical foundation of these songs so that as we sing them, we're actually singing God's word, right? And that's a, there's a powerful, um, you know, um, powerful effect that takes place when you know that you're singing God's word and you're singing biblical truth and uh, we just watched that happen and so we're thankful for that. We also launched the Say Yes campaign and I want to say personally thank you at all of our campuses to all of you who said yes to ministry and you're jumping in here at 2020. We're going to need you as we launch this third service next week in Kearney and we launch a second service in Ogallala next week. We're definitely going to need all of you serving and that's really exciting. Hey, some other things that happened in 2019, by the way, 105 people got baptized in 2019. That's pretty exciting. I love it. And listen to this, 157 people committed their life to Christ at New Life in 2019. I love it. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Glad to have you guys, man, coming into the kingdom. That's exciting. Okay, are you ready for 2020? This is a fast-paced 2020 thing. Here we go. This is what to look forward to. Somewhere in this, God's going to go, that one I'm going to use in your life. Okay, we're kicking it off. Obviously, we got 2020. Uh, I already told you what that is. The clear vision for your personal spiritual growth this year. After that, we're going to jump right into an Old Testament approach, looking at the judges. The judges. And we got a few weeks where we're looking at a few different judges um, that God put in, in positions of leadership and, uh, you know, the pros and the cons, but also what does it mean for us in the way that we should lead our own lives and what we should be sensitive to and how, how God wants to speak to us and work through us. The judges. It will be historical, but incredibly practical for your life. After that, it's a two-week series entitled Clean Break, where we're going to look at the book of Philemon, 
Um, and we're just going to look at it from, you know, really two advantage points. Uh, this series is all built around the idea of helping you restore relationships back to health and really how to give people a healthy second chance where we don't just enable people, but what does it look like to give them a healthy second chance? You'll learn way more about that when we, when we get into this book where, you know, Paul was writing. So um, the, then, then what we have is our fourth series of the year, Hard Sayings of Jesus. A uh, lot of people, a lot of people get caught up on some of these hard sayings of Jesus, um, especially when, like, he said things like, "You have to, you know, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood." And then right after that, the next verse it says that people left Jesus. Right? That's a hard saying of Jesus. Or when Jesus, you know, spoke to them and they, they said to him, "Hey, Jesus, your, your mother and and, your, and some of your family are outside." And Jesus looked at them and he goes, "Who is my mother?" Right? Which is going to make an incredible Mother's Day sermon, by the way. Um, <laughs> We're going to tackle that passage uh, on Mother's Day. It's going to be the most unique Mother's Day ever. So moms, you're definitely going to want to show up, okay? Uh, I can't give you everything right now, but that's the passage for Mother's Day. It's in that series. All right, so hard sayings of Jesus. We'll go from there to in the fire. In the fire, yeah. In the fire, uh, we're looking at a few different uh, you know, biblical encounters where people walk through sometimes the literal fire. Okay, and other times they just walk through, um, you know, these moments that were challenging and difficult for them, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and Joseph, and Paul and Silas. What does it mean to walk through the fire and, you know, trust God and come out on the other side, not burnt, but stronger than you've ever been before? Because many of you, you walk through the fires of life. All right? And what does it look like to walk through those in a way that trusts God and relies on him and comes out on the other side, not even smelling like smoke, but shining bright like Christ? We'll go from there to hope in the dark. It's a three-week look at Habakkuk. All right, it's three chapters. And that whole series is really focused on overcoming the dark pain that this life can bring to your life. There's a lot of dark pain that happens on this, in this world, relationally, in many different ways, you know, and what, how do you overcome that? How do you walk through? How do you have hope even when you walk through the darkness? God's going to use that series. It's only three weeks, but he's going to use it in a powerful way for some of your lives. From there, it's doomsday prepper. Yeah, doomsday prepper. I don't mind people prepping for, you know, some doomsday event that's going to happen. Someday, some doomsday thing's going to go off and all the, pre- all the preppers, that have all the food and all the water and all that kind of stuff, they're going to be the ones that point their finger at all the ones that don't do that. And they'll be like, I told you. All I'm saying is this. There is a doomsday greater than any doomsday you can prep for physically on this earth that's coming. And there's a way to overcome it. And the book of Revelation Chapter 12, verse 11 tells us how to do that. And we're going to look at what does it mean? What does it mean to overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony and not loving your life even unto death? What does it look like to be the doomsday prepper, prepping for that day that we stand before God? And then, guys, it's going to be amazing, okay? When uh, September kicks off, God at the movies. We're going to look at these redemptive moments that Hollywood's putting out in our movie theaters, and we're going to redeem these redemptive moments, we're going to bring them back, right? And they're going to be way better than my little Star Wars video, and we're going to look at these redemptive moments. This series, of all the series that we're going to do all year long, is going to be the one you're going to want to invite your friends to. Invite your friends to God at the movies. They're going to love it. It's going to be a great introduction to the gospel. It's going to be amazing. But then we're going to do a hard shift right after that and go to conspiracy theory. 
Because I've had many of you asking me, Jeff, what about UFOs? What about Sasquatch? What about Area 51? What, what, what about the Loch Ness Monster? What about all those things? And all I have to say about that is we're not talking about those. But we are, but we are, we are going to talk about the conspiracy, this is from a cultural perspective, the conspiracy of grace, that we're being whispered into our ear that, hey, do whatever you want. There's grace for anything. You know, just keep living a life of sin. We're going to talk about the conspiracy of hell. We're going to talk about the conspiracy of life after death. All right, and so conspiracy theory, you're going to want to be there. But I believe probably your favorite series of the entire year has been reserved for the very end. And that's going to be a very special series called I Am Second Pastors Edition. Pastors Edition. Where the pastors will be in the white chair, right? And we will hear their backstories of how Jesus became first. Or how they went through difficult situations and God became first in their life. And we're going to, we're pulling back the veil and making them all get super transparent in I Am Second Pastors Edition. Guys, these are our best guesses. Anything could change. Just like in 2019, Philippians changed to 2 Timothy. Anything can change. And the reason for that is why Pro, what Proverbs says. Proverbs says this in 16.9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So guys, let's all agree, okay, that our most important mission of 2020 is to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let's just all agree on that. Your most important mission in 2020 is to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life. And let's intentionally take moments to listen for the whisper of the Holy Spirit throughout 2020. If if you allowed me to pick your number one New Year's resolution, I would make it that. Let's be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let's find ways to quiet ourselves throughout the day, even for milliseconds, like, you know, 10 seconds here, a minute there, and say, you know, God, whisper to me, what do you want me to do about disciplining my child? What do you, how do you want me to handle this argument I'm having with my spouse? How do you want me to handle this business decision I need to make? God, what, what should I do? Like, my attitude's all wrong. Correct my attitude before I walk into this meeting or whatever it is, but being more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives and listening for his whisper in 2020, I want that to be your number one New Year's resolution. As we end today, okay? at all of our campuses. We're all ending on the exact same song today. It's a new song that got rolled out in playlist called King of Kings. In fact, I said to you that I believe that that song is the new Apostles' Creed of our day and that this one song is the kind of song that could be sung every single Sunday because it reminds us of who Jesus is. And so today what I've asked at all of our campuses is that we would, we would corporately start 2020 together by declaring the power and the truth of who God is in song as we all stand and we sing King of Kings. So would you please, at all of our campuses, would you stand with me and let me pray for you and then we're all going to you know, corporately kick off this year with King of Kings and expect God to do something fantastic in your life. Let's pray. Father... We thank you that uh, you've been faithful through 2019. But as we look forward into 2020, we're expecting even more. We're expecting you to show yourself in greater ways. Lord, we're expecting you to show up in greater ways. Lord, we, we know that we live in a world that's getting darker and darker. And the dark side really is oppressing and attacking. And we really are. We really are like Christ centered uh, rebels. 
that are fighting against the darkness. We really are those people. And we're God, we're coming to you, seeking you for your plans and for your provisions. Lord, to see people find Jesus and to see their lives changed. We want to make disciples. We want to, make, we want to help people become true followers of Jesus. Where they embrace the gospel, where they embrace you. So Lord, in all of our campuses, as we sing this song, King of Kings, these are not just words. They're not just words to a good song. This is truth from your word that we're declaring. And we're saying at all of our campuses from New Life Church, one heart, one voice, right now, singing from three campuses and even at homes right now, that we're one church with one voice declaring, we believe in who you are, God. And we surrender our life to you, Jesus. As we sing this song, let these words soak into our hearts. As our ears hear what our mouth is saying, may our spirit be encouraged today that you, Jesus, are the King of Kings. And you, Jesus, are the Lord of Lords. We love you. May you have your way here at New Life Church throughout 2020. And everybody said with a loud voice, Amen. Amen.